10. Galatians 6, 1 through 10. We've been in this series in Galatians, and we only have a couple weeks left in it. But we need to finish it out. So we're going to be reading from Galatians chapter 6, 1 to 10 today. And we're going to move around a bit with it being Mother's Day. But in the case of Galatians, if salvation is by grace, how then do we live together as sinners saved by grace? You see, Galatians 5 tells us of what things we can expect when the Holy Spirit comes into our life. What things to expect. How our lives are going to be changed. Radically changed. But Galatians 6 then flows out of that. It's a continuation of that. It's a continuation from speaking of how we are to walk by the Spirit. And Galatians 6 then tells us how we relate to one another when we walk by the Spirit. So please follow along as I read from Galatians 6, 1 through 10. It looks like I might need to adjust the focus on this a little bit this week. Galatians 6, 1 through 10. Please follow along. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens in this way. You will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Happy Mother's Day. You see, moms carry a lot of burdens for others and for themselves. Every morning they wake up with these burdens that they carry. That is, if they actually sleep well at at all. (laughs) Men, I think of days when I wake up and I feel like I don't sleep well. But then I think of moms who probably wake up with every creak in the house wondering, is that my kid that's up, my kid up? Do they need help? Are they sick? Are they in pain? As they care, as a nurturing mom for their kids. You see, they wake up throughout the night, but they also wake up throughout every single day. They're always alert, looking out for children. Now, it's not always just the children that they burst, either. You see, moms just have this natural way of nurturing the young. And sometimes, I must admit, that it's not even just the young. Sometimes it's their husbands, as they care for their husbands, almost like children as well. Sometimes it's the children of the world, maybe the neighbor's children. Maybe it's the children of this church as they see them like their own, and they love on all the children of the world. Dads like myself, we may think at times that we're going to try and give our moms, our wives, the day off. Maybe some of you planned on doing that today, and that's a great gesture, and that's good that you do that. Maybe you don't want your wife to have to cook today. You don't want her to have to clean today. That's why we cleaned yesterday. It's all done. 
But let me tell you something. As much as we try to take that burden away, the mom generally always still has it in the back of her mind. She always still is thinking about the things she could be doing. But to most moms, it might not be the things that they could be doing. In their minds, they're thinking of the things they should be doing. You see, moms carry a lot of burdens. And today, the plan was to dive into the scripture in Galatians chapter 6. We've got two weeks left with what was on my mind. Let's get it done. But I couldn't help but think, as I was reading through Galatians 6, how this still applies to moms. So we're going to turn this into a two-week sermon. And today, we're going to use it as a springboard, like a trampoline, to just make us think about our moms. And then next week, we we'll dig deeper into the sermon itself. See, today we jumped on the trampoline, we jumped on the springboard, and as we jumped on the trampoline, we're still flying in the air. It's fun to fly in the air, right? As we're still flying through the air, we're thinking about all these thoughts about what does this scripture bring to our mind knowing the day that it is, knowing the great blessing that God's given us in our, mom, in our moms. We're going to think about our moms. But then next week, as we land back on the trampoline, we're going to plant our legs firmly, and we're going to dig deep into the scripture. So today we're thinking about our moms. Now, it's so important. Keep that scripture up, Galatians chapter 6. I really wanted to read it today so we could get it instilled in your mind. You can be pondering it. You can be meditating on it, not just to apply it to your moms today and think about the burdens they carry, but also so that you can be thinking about it each day this week. I challenge you to do that. If you have a daily devotion time, add this to it. If you don't have a daily devotion time, do this. Read Galatians 6, 1 through 10 every day this week. And think about what God wants it to do to your life. Think about it, what it meant back then and what it still means today. But moving on. At the beginning of service today, we showed a video, a clip. And it was called, She is Yours. She is yours. Just the very title there is powerful, isn't it? Because we, we tend to forget the great blessing we have in our moms. But that, just that phrase, she is yours, gives it a positive influence, a positive impact on our lives to realize she is yours. And that's a good thing. Even if you don't like her at times, you still love her. Even if she might not always seem the kindest or the nicest, she's generally looking out for your best. You see, the video showed numerous thoughts of all that our mothers have done for us or still do for us today. Some of the thoughts or statements were like this. Mothers are a wonderful gift given by God to care for you, to provide for you, to teach you. It says she is yours. And it went on to say she is there to love you through the ups, the downs. She's there to guide you, to pray for you. She's a forever friend that is always cheering you up. And you know something? Moms... I'm going to change how I worded this. Moms, you are difficult to replace. Now, I say difficult, and, and I don't even like to say that. I'd like to just say, moms, you're impossible to replace. But living in the sin-filled world we live in, in some cases, moms do have to be replaced some, in some days. And it's never the same. But moms, you are difficult to replace. And I, I found this funny little art piece, comic, to help illustrate that. You can look at that as I talk here. You say, see, we try to replace moms at many times. And maybe even with good intentions as we think, Mom, we've hired a few people to fill in for you, while you're, while you can re so that you can relax on Mother's Day. We want you to have the day off. And then as this comic book states, to replace mom for one day, you'd have to hire 
a teacher, a nurse, a chef, a taxi driver, a maid, a priest. That's to keep the peace, right? <laughs> Between siblings. A uh, comic relief, a clown. I don't even know what that one on the very left is. I don't even want to guess. But the fact remains. You see, I, I often hear moms say that we don't have to do this. But anybody who has a mom knows all they truly do and you do. As I've heard moms, both my own mom and my wife, often say, I'm not your maid. Clean up after yourself. Who do you think I am? Your chef? <laughs> Go get your own snack. Now, that wasn't my wife. That was my mom. She got tired of me being babied all the time, apparently. I'm a mama's boy. But, you see, moms would never admit to, to that, but they fill many rules in our life. And being a, being a man and a husband, a son, I'm obviously not a mom, but I think we can all recognize the many struggles they go through, how hard they work for us. Because mothering, it equals hard work, long hours, no pay, and too often little to no respect from her children who are wrapped up so much in their own selfish little worlds at that age. But sometimes as we grow older, and even myself today, I can say, we still fail to recognize and appreciate all that our moms do for us. Isn't pathetic that we have to have one day a year to celebrate our moms. I hope and I pray that we don't wait for this one day, that we do it throughout the year. There's a little insert in your bulletins today about Mother's Day and the history to that. I'm not going to read that for you right now, but I do want you to read that on your own later because it's very interesting to see why and how Mother's Day came into existence and how it's changed throughout the years. But some of us still today as adults, because we already dismissed the children, the children's church, some of us today still fail to appreciate our moms. So I just want us to look a little bit as children how we should be reacting to our moms, to our parents. But we're also going to look to three major points to what moms need to remember as well as they live. Some of them positive, some negative, but with a positive spin on it. You see, Ephesians 6.2 says that we are commanded to obey our mothers and to honor them. Ephesians 6.2 is to obey your parents, your moms, and to honor them. But far too often, moms don't get honored. They don't get respected. They get talked down upon or two. They get sassed. We've all seen that. We've all been part of that. Yet still, you talk to almost any mom, and they will tell you that despite all the loads, all the burdens they carry, the pains of not just childbirth, but raising their children... They would not give it up for the world. Many moms, most moms, would talk about the blessing it is to be a mom. The blessing it is to have children. And dads and moms, and all of us in here, we know our children. And maybe that's surprising a little at times that we still call them to be a blessing. Because sometimes, as we're going to talk in a minute, they can be a curse. But first, I want to explain a little bit the difference between a burden and load. You see, as we read Galatians 6... We read, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Verse 2, bear one another's burdens. But then later on it says, for each will have to bear his own load. 
So there is a difference between bearing one another's burdens and bearing one another's load. You see, there's a difference. A burden indicates an extra heavy load, a load which people often have great carrying on their own or dealing with on their own, and they need help with. That's a burden. Now, the word load does not carry with it the same meaning then. Instead, it refers to life's routine obligations that each person has. Now, mothers, I feel, do have a lot of load. They have their own routine obligations, their own things they do day by day which weigh them down, but they're able to care for and do on their own. But mothers often carry the burdens of many others as well. In fact, I wouldn't say often. I would say moms are always carrying burdens for other people. Mothering and children should be seen as a great blessing, but sometimes it's seen as a curse. I thought up two reasons to give you for that. And no mom would want to admit that sometimes kids seem like a curse. But two reasons kids could seem as a curse. We'll just say could. One, becoming a mother could have been something that was not planned for, expected, and the parents may not sense God's hand being in it. They may at least at first view the pregnancy as an interruption to their plans. Without turning to God and recognizing the great blessings of mothering and children, in some cases this leads to bad choices like abortion. The first reason that mothering or children are viewed as more of a curse than a blessing is because of a selfish reason. They're only thinking about themselves. They're not looking beyond themselves to God's word to see that ultimately mothers, mothering and children are a blessing. They may, put, they may have put themselves over God's word. God's word, God's will, and his instructions for our life. You see, God's will and God's word is often very different than what we would think we want. But God knows what we need. Number two, the second reason that children may at times be viewed as problems or a curse is because society and Christians often included have not paid attention to God's instructions that we have on how to be parents. We have thrown the Bible out the window for all these articles and blogs and books to tell us how to raise the perfect kid, how to be the perfect woman, the perfect wife, the perfect husband, the perfect father, the perfect mother. And we need to get back to looking to Scripture's examples of how to raise our children. It's especially true when we're talking about something like discipline or something about freedoms and responsibilities our children should have. Proverbs 13:24 says, "He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently." Now there's many different ways that we discipline our children, and many of us may have different methods of that, different principles, different beliefs, but we do know from God's word that discipline is a good thing, and God disciplines all those all those that he loves. God disciplines all of his children. God's disciplining all of us every day of our life because as they're disciplined, we learn the difference between wrongful living and rightful living. But in some cases, parents avoiding these godly instructions on how to live for themselves and others cause their own problems. They cause their own curses, if you would, as parents may call their kids brats or they might call their kids rebellious instead of calling them blessings. And sometimes, not all the time, I want to say it's because we're not looking to God's word every single day like we should. Proverbs 17, 25 says, 
A foolish son is grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. That's Proverbs 17, 25, if you're taking notes. I pray that none of us are that, but I also know that some of us are, if not always, at least at times. We are grief to our fathers and we're bitterness to our mothers. But I pray that we can think through that and realize what we do and realize how we need to change. You see, some parents may view children as a curse, but now we need to transition. You see, there's only two points of why that is, and most of it's negatively viewed to us, not to God. Because God says children are a blessing. Children should be seen as a blessing and not a curse. And again, I told you, I think most moms, if not all moms, at least most of the time, do believe children are a blessing. Psalm 127.3 tells us, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. And then he adds in verse 5, How blessed is the man whose quiver, who, whose quiver is full of them. Now, I think that can be applied to moms as well. Moms, you are blessed. We are all are blessed with the children that we have. You see, this doesn't mean that being a godly parent is easy work, especially in light of the great opposition that we have in today's society to not look to the Bible on how to raise kids, but to just let them have their own freedoms, let them think that they can be whatever they want to be. It's hard work. <clears throat> and moms, maybe you need to hear today that you're doing a good job. I don't even know you, but all of you, as far as moms go, but I'm not your kid. But maybe you need to hear you're doing a good job. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. You are a blessing to your kids. You are a blessing to all those that you come into contact with because of how you love and care for other people. The burden that you carry is seen by the world. The load that you have should also be helped, should be carried by others. So God has given us instructions to help us to raise children. But we also want to remind you on who you are. So number one is this. Being a godly mom might be a blessing and not a curse if you remember this. Number one, motherhood is a great blessing from God. <clears throat> Maybe that seems a little re bit redundant because I've already been saying that over and over again, but I just want it known. I want that to be the major number one point right now. I want you to see motherhood is a great blessing from God. Now, I'm mainly preaching to the moms right now. But maybe some of you kids in here, maybe some of you adults in here need to hear motherhood is a blessing. Your moms are a blessing to you. And you need to thank them. As a man, I must admit, I do not always understand how moms see many things as blessings or as a joy. You, think, you see, I think all men struggle to understand this. I wrote down some things just to think about as a man. How can we truly understand that women see it as a blessing and a great joy to go through many months of sickness during pregnancy? The pain of giving up their favorite foods because maybe it causes indigestion or heartburn or other bodily issues. Or how about the pain of certain cravings that maybe they would have never craved before and it wasn't my wife and I don't know if it's anybody in here but... 
Maybe it's a craving of such thing like pickles on ice cream. I mean, come on. How's that a blessing? How's that a joy? But to moms, and I see many smiles on their faces, they're looking back at being, a, being in, um, carrying a baby, having a baby within them, and they're thinking back of these things, and they think back of all of it as a great joy and a blessing. But how about all the body changes? How about having to sleep with 10 or more pillows on their bed or this giant six-foot pillow that pushes their husband off the bed just to try and get some sleep, and yet it really doesn't even help. But it's a great joy and a great blessing to have a baby inside of you. How about having somebody inside of you that's constantly kicking you and prodding you and poking you? Having to use the 10 pillows, having to gain weight and change your whole body shape but let's not look past the near excruciating pains associated with childbirth you see somebody sent me this word definition this week the word excruciating was said to be a word created to help describe the pain that jesus went through on the cross to bear our sins i think that where, while there's no adequate word to describe the pain Jesus went through, maybe there's no adequate word to describe the pains that moms go through for their kids too. Maybe moms come the closest to understand the word excruciating. I think my, my mom went through some near excruciating pain as she mothered me. Because I know how difficult of a son I was. I know how difficult of a son I still am. But you see, even all of these pains that men do not understand, God's word still says is a blessing and a joy. Jesus himself said that a mother has joy in the birth of a child. In John 16, 1, he says, A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. Now, he's ultimately there starting to speak about his coming into the world and the anguish that he has, but he's also talking about the joy that he has because of knowing the work he's going to do and how it's going to benefit the children. Moms, you may have anguish at times, but you still have a great blessing and a joy within you, and we thank you for that. Motherhood is a blessing, and sometimes moms need a reminder of this. And as you read in your insert, in the bulletin from the Wisconsin Council for Family Life, Mother's Day was not created as a commercialized holiday that just go buy lots of greeting cards and lots of gifts. It wasn't. We've made it into that. In some cases, that's good. Maybe your mom, maybe her love language is gifts or receiving gifts, but maybe her love language is service. Maybe your mom wants to see you do something for her out of the bottom of your heart. Maybe your mom's love language is, ah, sorry, acts of compassion, service. Maybe your mom's love language is quality time. And just spending time with her today is what's going to mean the world to her. That's not all the love language is, but it gets my point across. Moms love their, chi- their children through every step of their life, even b- before they're born. Maybe there's some women in here right now who have not been able to have children or they look forward to the day they can have children. Right now, they still see mothering as a blessing and a joy. And they love that future child that they're going to have and they see them as a blessing. Anyone that has seen a birth knows the joy 
the mom has when she sees her baby for the first time. And dads or men, maybe you don't even understand that. Your wife just went through hours of anguish, near excruciating pain to see this slimy thing. And then you look at her as this slimy thing's handed to her, and she smiles. And she begins to cry if she's not already. But there's tears are tears of joy, not tears of pain. As this thing that she loves so much, this baby, boy or girl that she loves so much, is now in her arms. You see, mothering is a great blessing from God. And moms, we thank you. And moms, you need to remember that. We need to thank our moms for giving us life. The blessing, the joy of new life. But let me quickly add that a simple, similar joy is also seen on the face of adoptive parents when that child is given to them. We need to remember that children, regardless if they come to us through pregnancy or adoption, or even if you don't know where this child is from, you just see a child on the street. Maybe we're guilty of this, and we drive down the road, we see a child getting in trouble, and you think, wow, that kid's a curse. First of all, shame on you all curse, curses at times. But I think we all need to remember what Psalm 127.3 says, that children are a gift from the Lord. You are a gift from the Lord. You see, this is a, uh, directed at moms today, but maybe you need to hear, you are a gift from God. But we need to make sure that we're listening to God's word on how to live. And we also need to make sure we're listening to God's word how to, on how to love and honor and respect our parents, our moms, our dads. Proverbs 23, 25 says, May your father and mother rejoice. May she who gave you birth be joyful. Moms, be joyful today. Be reminded of the joy that you have. There is, of course, the common blessing of seeing those children who grow physically, taking the first steps, saying their first words, riding a bicycle for the first time, now, going beyond where I'm at, maybe it's a great blessing to see your kid go on the first date. Maybe that's not a great blessing. <laughs> but maybe it's a great blessing seeing your kids growing older, getting their first job, getting married, having children of their own. Motherhood is a great blessing from God. But I think for the Christian, there is an additional blessing of knowing that God is using you in a very special way in the life of that child. You see, leading and guiding this child to a knowledge of God, of the Lord. Teaching your child to mold and shape his life in the ways of God. What could be a greater blessing than knowing that you're being used by God to shape another human being for all of eternity? Mothers, let me remind, let me remind you of Galatians 6, 6, 1 through 10. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches... Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap from the flesh, reap corrup corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Moms, you're in this church today, you're bringing your kids to church, you are sowing, you are reaping as you're bringing your kids to hear God's word and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, to hear of the eternal life that they can have. But verse 9, listen closely. And let us not grow weary of doing good. Maybe you're struggling today. Maybe you're growing weary of doing good. 
I encourage you, continue to do good. Your good, your good works, which may not save you, were saved by the grace of God, by Jesus. But these things, in due season, we will reap. And if we do not give up, so then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the whole household of faith. We're going to dig deeper into this next week. But moms, I want you to see how you are carrying the burdens of many people around you. I want you to see how you carry the burdens of your families. And I thank you for that. We thank you for that. You carry not just your own load, but you carry the burdens of many others. And I just pray that we can help you with that today. I pray that we would be more convicted to help you with that each and every single day. There is no job more important than affecting others for Christ. Good job. These are all marvelous blessings of being a mom. But there's many more beyond that. But number two is this. <clears throat> if you'd go to number two for me, Ian. Motherhood has responsibilities. Motherhood has great responsibilities to their children and to those that they're carrying burdens for. Most of these, these responsibilities, though, are not shared just by themselves. But oftentimes moms might feel like they're sharing their own burdens on their own. Men, we, are, we also have a part in carrying these burdens for our kids. We have instructions in scriptures such as Proverbs 1.8. Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teachings. So you see, moms, you're teaching your children. You see, children, kids, your moms are teaching you. And you should be listening and obeying. But moms, we have a great responsibility to be teaching them, bringing them up in the word of God. Proverbs 6.20 says, My son, observe the commandment of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. Wow. And men, we thought we laid down the law. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother. Proverbs 29.15 says the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child who gets his own way brings shame to his mother. See, we as parents need to take full responsibility for our actions and recognize that God has put these precious children into our hands to care for and to bring up in the ways of the Lord, to bring up in the ways of Scripture and to lead into His presence. How we raise them will greatly affect the way they turn out. But that is not to remove the child's individual responsibility before God to follow him. No one has had perfect parents. None of us are going to be perfect parents. Maybe you struggle today because you did not have the perfect mom. Maybe you struggle because you don't think you are the perfect mom. None of us are perfect. None of us are righteous. No, not one. Jesus Christ was the only one who ever walked on this earth that truly was perfect. You see, what should we be doing? We should be praising God anyways. Praise God today that you had a mom that chose to give you life. Praise God today that God uses you in others' lives to help carry others' burdens despite not being perfect. Praise God that you are not alone. Praise God that you and the children of the world can have eternal life through a heavenly Father who loves you. God wants us to look to him on how to raise our children. And that's a great responsibility. 
Wise parents look to God's word, but they also accept the help of, of others. This is our responsibilities as moms and dads. And moms, you are not alone in carrying the responsibilities for your children. Let me stress this point one more time, though. While parents will be held responsible for the upbringing of their children, that child can never, I repeat, never use the way the parents have raised him or her as an excuse for their own sinful living or behavior. You see, 2 Peter 1.3 tells us everything pertaining, God has already given to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Children, you have a responsibility to not just listen and obey your parents, but to also listen and obey through the word of God. Submit yourselves to him. Surrender your lives to him and accept the fact that we need Jesus. We need God. I saw a t-shirt this week that said, y'all need Jesus. We do need Jesus. We need Jesus for life, eternal life because of our sins, but we also need Jesus every day for guidance on how to live, for help, the help of the Spirit within us. Regardless of how bad our past may be, how bad our life may seem to us now, how horrible of an example our parents may have been at times, we have a perfect example of a Heavenly Father and a Savior who loves us to be able to carry us on. Scripture is clear that God always provides a way to either escape or to endure temptations and struggles of the world. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We need to repent to God, ask forgiveness, but maybe we also need to ask forgiveness to our moms today. Maybe this Mother's Day, the best gift you can give her isn't your time. It's not a monetary gift. It's not an act of service. Maybe it's a heartfelt, I'm sorry, Mom, for all the struggles that I put into your life. Number three, and the final major point is this, before we start to wrap up, Mothers have a great responsibility to God and themselves. Mothers have a great responsibility to God and themselves. Looking at Proverbs 31 alone, we could see many things women live up to. But most importantly, and the reason for all the other things, is that the woman fears the Lord. Proverbs 31.30, we read this. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord... She shall be praised. And indeed, this woman is praised by her children who call her blessed. And by her husband who says of her, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. You excel them all. I don't feel qualified. And many pastors preach on this Proverbs 31. On the ways a woman should go with her life. But right now. And maybe I will someday preach on that. But right now, I just want to focus on that last part. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Fear the Lord. And indeed, this woman is praised by her children who call her blessed. And by her husband who says of her, many daughters have done nobly. But you excel them all. You excel them all. You see, being a mom is quite a job. It has many marvelous blessings, but it also has some overwhelming responsibilities. But God has given you everything you need. Now, maybe you don't see everything you need to be a mom in your husband or in your kids. And that's okay because you have something better. You have God. 
You have the Holy Spirit within you to guide you and to help you. But you also have Jesus Christ. You have a Savior. You have a, a right relationship with God if you believe in Jesus as your Savior, that you can go to him and you can say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I wasn't the mom who maybe I should have been today. I wasn't perfect. But then you can go to Jesus and Jesus can say to you, you don't need to be perfect because I am. I am. Moms, you are loved. Happy Mother's Day, and thank you for all you do. I thank you for carrying the many burdens that you, that you carry each and every single day, in addition to the loads that you carry on your own. Loads which should be carried by those around you as well. And we don't carry them as, well, as much as we should. So my final reminders for you today, the take-home, the practical applications for you, are going to be based upon remembering the two foundational commandments of all Scripture, which is, one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strengths and all your mind, and number two, to love your neighbor as yourself. So, final points to apply to your life is this. One, one, put the Lord first and develop your relationship with Him. I know that's hard. Because I see how much moms carry for their own families that sometimes themselves and God may at times take a back seat. Moms, put God first. Put yourselves first too. Make sure you're caring for yourself. You're allowed to care for yourself. You should care for yourself. Number two, I hate to even put this, be a good wife. Because it sounds selfish. That's why I put... Look to God's standards, not man's standards, on what a good woman, a good wife, a good person truly means. Number three, watch over your household. <clears throat> but as you watch over your household, remember that you're not alone. You're not alone. And finally, number four, be a wise teacher and a godly example to your children. It's just about no more important thing for a mother than not just caring for them for today, but caring for them for all eternity. As you bring them up in the ways of the Lord, to delight in the ways of the Lord. Moms, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for carrying the burden for so many today. Please remember today that you are blessed. And not just are you blessed, but you have been a blessing to many others. I'm going to close in prayer, but then the worship band's going to come, and we're going to sing one more song together. Please bow your heads. Lord, we thank you for the blessing which you gave us in our moms. Lord, we thank you for all that our moms do to carry the burdens of life for us. But I pray today that we can also recognize that our moms need blessings too. Our moms get blessings every single day on an eternal from an eternal standpoint from you, Lord, but may we also make sure we are being the blessings that we should be to their lives. Lord, help us today, but not just today, to make sure that we truly recognize and appreciate all of our moms do for us. And husbands, husbands, we're not out of this. Help us to recognize, Lord, help teach us as husbands to teach our children to truly appreciate mom. Help us as dads to make sure we help carry the burdens that the moms carry, our wives carry. But help us, Lord, as dads, also recognize when our child is not honoring and respecting and obeying the mom as they should, 
and help us to be guided by the Spirit on how we should be helping our kids to walk by the Spirit. Moms, Lord, we thank you for moms. And I pray, Lord, that as we close in this song, may we glorify you. May we glorify you. Amen. Thank you.